Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Caregivers, have you ever felt like nothing is going right? Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grieving process. Join Dave and his guests now as they share practice tips and tools that you can start using immediately to help get you through this day. Now, here's your caregiver host, Dave Nassani. Broadcasting from Huntington Beach, California, and from New York City, coast to coast, a big welcome from the Big Apple and from L.A. to all our listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave Nassani on the Caregiver Day radio show, coming to you live from the syndicated all-positive talk radio network, HealthyLife.net, broadcasting in all 50 states and 135 countries with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, from the Caregiver Space over there in Manhattan. Say hello, Adrian. Hello, and thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And just a reminder that all our shows are available on demand at HealthyLife.net and on our membership website, CaregiverDave.com. Voted number two podcast of the top six caregiver podcasts by Caring.com, by the way. And if you go right now to CaregiverDave.com, our free burnout quiz is available. Just look for that button that says Get My Free Gift. And in addition to that free quiz, we're going to give you my first book that I wrote about overcoming unbelievable hardships absolutely free. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer, guys, if you're just trying to figure that out. To do that right now while listening to our shows so you don't uh, forget and so we don't run out. Now, we have an exciting show planned for you today. I am so excited. We will be interviewing a former caregiver, a published poet, very good poet, by the way, and author and advice columnist. She's like a dear Abby, right? Frances Kakugawa from Hawaii originally, and now she's living in Sacramento. And her poems are something from another dimension, folks. You do not want to miss this amazing <laughs> story. She is my, uh, she's my hero. <laughs> I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> I might be president of her fan club. And I think I've shared on this show uh, one of her poems called Tick-Tock, Tick-Tock, and I'd love for her to read it later on because I can, I, I want to hear how she does it differently from than me because, I mean, she wrote it. Anyway, I want to take this moment to thank last uh, guest that we had on the show, Mandy Bass, female success coaches in the country, devoting her career to teaching people to negotiate turbulent waters of life and business, but she was attacked and later forgave her attacker on national television on the Today Show. It's a touching, heartwarming story and a story about forgiveness, and you don't want to miss that show. And like I says, you can hear that on HealthyLife.net or on our membership website, CaregiverDave.com. All right, enough of that. Um, Francis, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, and just uh, I'll introduce you briefly. You've been a caregiver for your mother who had Alzheimer's. Uh, you facilitate poetry writing 
support groups for caregivers, which is a great thing because caregivers need to be doing stuff like that to keep their minds off of caregiving. <laughs> you write a Dear Francis advice column for caregivers in the Hawaii Herald. You, st oh. you still do that from Sacramento. That's cool. And you lecture uh, nationwide on humanizing and dignifying caregiving. And I got to tell you, she's famous in Hawaii. Everybody knows her there. And oh, she was highly dude. recommended. It's true. I mean, the senator of Hawaii, uh, Susie, uh, and I can't remember her last name right at this moment. <laughs> the mayor, Susie. <laughs> no, wait, I know that name. It's Susie um, Oakland. <clears throat> I think of the Oakland sunglasses. Susie Oakland, and she just uh, thinks you're a god, and she just puts you up on a pedestal, and and I, I tell people, don't put me on a pedestal because I'm going to fall down, and I, <laughs> I'm sure Francis feels the same way, but that's that's how highly respected she is and famous worldwide. So, as I said, welcome to the show. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who is Francis Kakugawa? <laughs> And why was she put on this earth? I was here, I think, to uh, to use my love of poetry to help others maybe live a better life. And not only on in the present, but also like a legacy for future generations. And I try to do this through kids, uh, caregivers. Wow. And so when did, when, when did it start with being a caregiver? My mother was diagnosed in 1999, and I was totally a basket of fear. I was helpless. I was anxious, and I just didn't know what to do until I wrote my first poem. And when I wrote this poem, it just it started something in me. It, it, it was like having a personal therapist with me. And uh, let's see if I can find this. Ah. Uh, Mother into child, child into mother. The same umbilical cord that once set me free now pulls and tugs me back to where I had begun. Mm. There must be hidden somewhere a gift very divine in this journey back. And my own words oh my. would come to haunt me when things got very bad and I was against the wall. I could hear my own voice saying, there must be hidden somewhere a gift mm. very divine in this journey back, and I would seek that. And uh, one day I wrote, I walked into my mother's bathroom, and I saw BM over all the, on the floor. Mm. In a moment of panic, what would I do? <laughs> Pick up the smallest brush in the household. So there I am on my hands and knees, grabbing BM off the floor. But in that instant, I said, Maybe there's a point here. <laughs> I was no longer a poor caregiver grabbing DM off the floor. I was a poet, and that made all the difference. So physically, I'm on my knees and hands. But internally, I'm looking for the right images. I'm looking for the right words. And uh, this is the poem I wrote. I usually flip out my feather ball for this. <laughs> <laughs> a feather ball and a toothbrush. It is 3 a.m. I am on my hands and knees with toothbrush in one hand, a glass <laughs> of hot tap water in my other, scrubbing BM off my mother's bathroom floor. Before a flicker of self-pity can set in, 
a vivid image enters my mind, an image of a scarlet feather ball, impulsively bought from Neiman Marcus, delicately wrapped in white tissue, awaiting in my cedar chest for some enchanted evening, a contrast between my illusional lifestyle of feather balls, opium perfume, and black velvet, and my own reality of toothbrushes, bathroom towels, and BM at 3 a.m. <laughs> overwhelms me with silent <laughs> laughter. And well, that... this is what writing poetry did. It, uh, it took <laughs> me to a different level. To a, mm -hmm. This is what poetry does where you have to make so many decisions along the way, and you look at the reality, but you turn the reality into a new reality. So instead of being there, a poor caregiver, I was a poet. Mm -hmm. And I think that caregiving became such a rich source for poetry writing, and to think you can create an art form out of scrubbing BM. Now, that's pretty was, good. Was that when wow. you started writing in 99? Or yes. were you... Okay. Oh, I, I, uh, you know, when I was in my 30s, I had... Uh, Published four books of poetry, so let's say I've been writing poems since since my thirties. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that just says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> and I That's... think poetry writing also uh, many times the reality before us can really depress us. When mm -hmm. my mother was first diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she got those a composition tablet, and she would sign her name, Matsue Kakugawa, and she would fill page after page, and she would say, it would be so shame if I went to the bank and I forgot how to sign my name. Mm. He filled up five of these books. Now, my oldest brother made fun of her and said, oh, there she goes, writing her novel again. And uh, But when I took my pen to it, this is what I wrote. Five notebooks. Soon after she was diagnosed, she began to fill a composition notebook with her name. So shame, she said, if I can't sign my name at the bank. It became her favorite pastime, Matsue Kakugawa, carefully written page after page after page. As her disease progressed, Matsue Kakugawa began to lose a letter or two. And soon, she was reduced to scribbles and lines. Five notebooks, 100 sheets, 200 pages, 22 lines per page, 22,000 Matsue Kakugawa. 22,000 attempts to save herself from the thief who was stealing her name. <laughs> and when I wrote this, you know, I could, it is, Compassion and respect comes in instead of being afraid of her behavior. So yes. this is how poetry helped me a lot. And it's helping others, mm -hmm. too. Uh, Rod, the male caregiver, and uh, as in Hawaii, we call him a samurai type of caregiver. And mm -hmm. he came to my session and he said, I don't read poetry. I don't write poetry. Don't expect anything from me. And I said, just sit. And we began to write some poems, and he was weeping. He was just crying at what he wrote. And I'll just read you an excerpt. 
I feel too, too much. Minutes become hours. Hours become days. Days become years. Years become a lifetime. So sad to see. So sad to feel. I wish to feel nothing. He was caring for his mother. In the next few months, he sent me 30 poems mm. written mm. at 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. And so after his, a few months before his mother died, this is the poem he wrote. In your hour of need, I have learned to become a man, a life to be a man, a man who can feel the beauty and warmth of a mother's love. I will always love you, Mom. I wish to feel everything. And when I looked at his poems, and I laid them out, and the first poem, batch of poems were cursing God, you know, why me? Cursing mm-hmm. nature and life, why me? Mm-hmm. And then he turned into the kind of caregiver his mother needed. So through poetry, he was able to go through the whole process instead of being frozen in one spot of being cursing someone for his uh, burden. And this past December, his mother has been gone for three years, and this December he got in touch with me, and this is part of the letter he wrote. He said, I would never be who I am today if you didn't help me to change. How could a man writing poetry make him stronger and a better caregiver? Yes. This happened to me. And he had confessed that before he accidentally uh, came to my session, he was seriously planning to kill his mother and commit suicide because he was feeling so helpless. And so I said, uh, so it was through this that he became stronger after his mother died. You know how caregiving helps us turn into a different person. We are no longer the same person before Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So he went to Fukushima and he began to work in the uh, uh, orphanages there. But uh, so many times in my writing workshops too and in my support groups, we see the transformation. So poetry becomes a very strong therapeutic to- uh, tool. Um, can I ask, are all of your groups face-to-face or do you do anything online? Ah, we do it all face to face. All face to face. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I, never, I never did it online. <laughs> and uh, if I can go on, yes, I think poetry allows us to be very honest. And then, when we're able to express ourselves through poetry and we share with others, then I think we can get rid of many of the guilt that arises in caregiving. Um, let me read you. How many times did I want caregiving to be over? But for caregiving mm-hmm. over, it would mean my mother had to die. And can you see me going out and saying, I wish my mother would die because I am so tired? Mm-hmm. But look at how this can be said in poetic form. And there is beauty instead of guilt. Mm-hmm. Unspoken mornings. Will lightning strike me down before my first thoughts find life? How many mornings have I slipped ruggedly into her room, standing, watching a mother over a crib, her body curled in fetal position, her face toward the wall, still as curtains on a windless day? 
Is she breathing? Is she alive? Is she finally gone, freeing me once again? I continue my sentinel watch. Yes, there is a light stir under her sheet. During that split second, when morning was all stillness, a sense of relief washed over me, like cool ocean waves on hot summer days, then shameless disappointment when morning stirred into another day. And when others read this, they feel I am not so alone. I am normal. I am right. not evil by having thoughts like this. So I think writing and sharing poetry really helps the whole uh, community of caregivers. Well, um, yeah. we have about five minutes for a break, just so uh, keep it in mind. I just want—I wanted to say something. The poems, <clears throat> uh, even though they might have been written about your mother in response to her Alzheimer's, they really do apply to caregivers across the board. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to read one more before. We go on a break. Let's see here. Uh, It's amazing. I've never heard of someone teaching someone how to write poetry. I mean, maybe they're out there. I just have never heard them. I know I've heard of writing classes teach you how to write, but Mm -hmm. are there a lot of people doing this, Frances? I'm not sure because many (laughs) of the uh, uh, caregivers who come to the group, uh, they've gone through a whole set of uh, uh, support Mm. groups. And they said this is where um, things coagulate, and we can. Uh, yeah. So I what 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 it. got them there? I mean, what? How did you advertise it? What what did they read about it that said I need to go there? But in Hawaii, I had gone into the Alzheimer's <clears throat> office and said, "Listen, this is what I can do. Would you allow me to start a group here?" And <clears throat> the, the director at that time was so enthused, so the advertised a newspaper carried a story and it was through the newspaper that people ah, began to uh that's great attend. so they got the whole picture yes and just like we can... are now i i want to go <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we okay, we'll talk about that well, later <laughs> you're in california <laughs> yeah, yes and when i moved to sacramento <laughs> I, I went to the alzheimer uh office and said listen i i can do this for you and so I'm on my second group of uh, mm. caregivers. You currently uh, have a group now. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead yeah. and read that poem. Sorry I interrupted. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'm trying to find. So are there any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in uh, awe. I mean, I have questions here for you, but uh, I'm just letting you go because you're amazing. Uh, I, I, I just I can't believe how poetry is affecting me. I mean, I I always wondered if, I always wondered if I could be a poet, you know. And I tried to make up some lame things like roses are red, violets are blue, I love you, whatever, you know. Don't try and rhyme. That's uh, that's, that's right. True. And what I say is, I like to work with people who whose only writing were grocery lists. And I get the most success with those people <laughs> like that. <laughs> There's hope for me. <laughs> yes. I'm going to uh, end this with one day, uh, sometimes we can take the voice of our loved ones. So one day I wondered what would my mother say if she could speak. 
to us. And perhaps this is what uh, we will be saying someday too. Emily Dickinson, I'm somebody. And Emily Dickinson is the poet who said, I'm nobody. Are you nobody too? Mm. Emily Dickinson, I'm somebody. If I could speak, this is what my voice would say. Do not let this thief scare you away. Do not let this thief intimidate you into thinking I am no longer here. When you see me, tell me quickly who you are. Do not ask me, do you know me? Help me retain my own dignity by not forcing me to say, oh, I don't know who you are. Save my face by greeting me with your name, even if the thief has stolen all that from me. It shames me to such indignities to know I do not know you. Help me in this game of pretension that this thief has not stolen your name from me. My words have all forsaken me. My thoughts are all gone. But do not let this thief forsake you from me. Speak to me, for I am still here. I understand hugs and smiles and loving kindness. Speak to me and not around me. I am not a she or her or even a room number. I am still here. When I soil my clothing or do something absurd, do not tell me why didn't you. If I could, I would. I know I have turned into a monstrous baby. If I could, I would not allow this thief to let you live and see what he has stolen from me. I know my repeated questions are like a record player gone bad, but my words are gone, and this is the only way I know to make contact with you. It is my sole way of saying, yes, I know you are here. This thief has stolen everything else except for these questions, and soon they too will be stolen away. Yes, I am still here. Help me retain my dignity. Help me remain a human being in the shell of a woman I have become. I beg that you not violate the person I still am. In my world of silence, I am still here. Oh, I am still here. Thank you. That's amazing. And let's take a break. We will be right back. Don't go away. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. 
Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do, too. Positive talk, 24 hours a day, every day. And we're back with Francis Kakugawa and Adrian Gruberg, and I'm Dave Nassani on the Caregiver Dave Show on the HealthyLife.net network. Francis, you just read an amazing poem, and I'm just, I'm, I've got tingle, like I, as, as they would say on American Idol, I got the gooseies. <laughs> I got goosebumps. It's just, oh my gosh, I'm speechless. <laughs> the gooseies. Um, you know, my mother had Alzheimer's, or dementia, rather, and my mother-in-law, who just recently passed, had dementia. My mother's been gone about three years. And so I I get this. This is just so... Um, I'm amazed at at how she was able to verbalize that, even in the midst of dementia. How far gone was she? And, um, you know, you recommend that people who are diagnosed with dementia immediately start doing things. I remember that movie, uh, Being Alice, and yes. as soon as she knew, she started doing stuff like this, you know, taking precautions, writing a book, uh, a movie was made out of her life. Um, how far gone was she when she was doing this? Was it right after being diagnosed? Actually, uh, Dave, I took the uh, poet's license to take her voice. Oh, that's yes. that's awesome. And you yeah, did a very did good job, too. Her voice, and I did that a few times to help me. When I had to put her in a nursing facility, mm. I wrote a poem from her voice telling me, it's okay, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So, very it's therapeutic okay. for you as well. Yes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. So why don't you, uh, if you have it handy, read the TikTok, TikTok, because that's my favorite. Of course, now I have some new favorites because I hadn't yes. heard that one. <laughs> Maybe they're all my favorites. I don't know. There are a lot of are. good ones. Okay, so to uh, people out there, when you visit someone with dementia, let tell me which one of these are you. Tick tock, tick tock. Oh oh, 
the testator is here. <laughs> Didn't I take my SAT in high school? Didn't I pass the bar years ago? Why is she here? Here comes the test. What did you have for breakfast, Mom? <clears throat> How was dinner last night? What did you have? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh, no. What did I eat this morning? I need more than a second. Wait, wait, it will come. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Worse than the bar, worse than college finals. My mind aches, my heart beats, my words have gone hide-and-go-seek. Tick-tock, tick-tock. I can't remember. Did John visit you yesterday? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Did he? I can't remember. I'll close my eyes and maybe she'll leave. Ah, good. She's gone. Who cares about what I ate? I'd rather take the SAT or the bar than to be put on trial on things I don't know. Oh, oh, another visitor. Oh, I like him. He tells me stories. Yesterday I laughed when he told me how he spilled his coffee all over his shirt before his meeting. I like the songs he sings. Sometimes I sing along. Today, he's sitting with his leg on my bed, reading. That's nice. I like how he smiles at me before he turns each page with his fingers. I like this silence. My heart is calm. There's no test. It's, it's like being at the beach, watching the waves come in. Ah, this is nice. No tick-tock, tick-tock, not even for a second. I just love that. And and I have been guilty of being that guy who keeps asking my mother or my mother-in-law, so what did you eat today? So where did you go today? Did so-and-so visit you today? And and not even realizing how I was irritating her. <laughs> but then I've been, I've been the other guy, too, where I just... Smile, you know, this is when I realize that, you know, I'm just wasting my time. I'm just causing stress. And just, you know, I'll bring headphones, I'll put them on, and we'll sing a song together from the from the 40s. And, and I've been both those guys. Good for you, Dave, because I think... <laughs> um, but you have to learn have... first <laughs> that you're making a mistake. You know, they, they tell me how I wish I could have done better, or they tell me I have so much remorse. There was a gentleman who said, I wish I had heard you two years ago because I was not patient with my wife, and I wish I could do it over again. Mm. And I tell people, there's no perfection in this world, and whenever we realize we've made a mistake, that's a teachable moment for us. It's a time where we get wisdom. But I told this man, turn the word guilt and remorse into wisdom. What you have uh, today is wisdom. And so what are you going to do with this wisdom? He yeah. began to uh, volunteer in a nursing facility. There and he go. said, I'm using the patience I didn't have with my wife out here. And uh, so I think uh, too many times we are so frozen with guilt, but I think it's because we have learned something, and that's wisdom. So our use of vocabulary becomes so important in caregiving, yeah. uh, and uh, it can build up certain kinds of perceptions in us, attitudes, 
An attitude will result in certain kinds of behavior. Take a simple word like coping. When I say, I am coping with caregiving, and you replace the word coping with mm. embracing. Embracing, your arms are all out. Embracing mm. means not hoping or wishing you were someone else or you were somewhere else. Coping means not wanting to go back where you were on the golf course. Mm. That's coping, but embracing is being in a moment and adding your role as caregiver in addition to who you are at that moment. And golly, I will embrace this and be the best I can. And the best means making a lot of mistakes. And those are all teachable moments for us, and it adds into our tale of wisdom. So uh, let's not – I think caregivers are so hard on themselves too often. Sure, sure. Yes, and, and we uh, – a friend and I make, have a joke that we allow 10 mistakes a day, and that's good. <laughs> I like that. Listen, uh, let's take another break first before we go on. And uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life 2 today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life 2 is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Remember, get positive emotions at www.healthylife.net. Welcome back to the Caregiver Dave Show with Adrian Gruberg and Dave Nassani, me, 
and our special, special guest, Francis Kakugawa, wonderful, wonderful poet. I'm just having a great time. I wish this show was two hours long because it's just going <laughs> too darn fast. You know, Francis, I wanted to mention something. I had learned, I'd read some book, uh, I think it was called Moments, and it told me, and this was in the midst of my mother, you know, just being mm-hmm. frustrated with her, and it it said that enjoy the little moments that you have. They may last 10 minutes, they may last 5 minutes, they may last 5 seconds, but just enjoy it, and then they're gone. And I've noticed that that my mother... After enjoying this moment, she still was enjoying it, even though the moment had gone and she did not know what was going on. She felt peace inside, and maybe she didn't know why she felt peace, but you have to take advantage of those moments when they come in. You know, like that that movie, The Notebook, they certainly had their moments. They come and they go, and you can't be angry when they go. You just have to wait for the next one, (laughs) right? That's right, and I... Uh, what really helped me was well, I told myself a lot of stories, and I said this. There are two normal worlds between my mother and myself, and her world is as normal to her as mine is to me. And it's very mm-hmm. commendable when mm-hmm. caregivers try to bring them into their normal world because it means they are right. still functioning, and it makes us feel good. But this is not going to happen. Right. So you visit your mom, and she tells you, oh, John was here. In your world, John has been gone 10 years, but you enter her world. Did you have a good visit, Mom? And maybe if you're lucky, she'll tell you what they discussed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I walked into a bank one day, and the bank manager told me she's having a hard time with her aunt. He said, I dropped dinner for her, and we're always fighting because get this, she tells me. She has an imaginary boyfriend, and I keep (laughs) telling her there's no one here. So in that bank, I sit her down and give her a lecture on two normal worlds. <laughs> I began to her world. The next visit, she said, right. it worked. She said, hmm. I told her, oh, handsome guy, huh, auntie? And she said, yes. And that's it. You don't need to uh, go into a spat. Then one day, she said, get this. I took her dinner, and she said, oh, I cannot eat now because my lover wants to make love. And she said, I said, Oh, Auntie, I spoke to him. He said he'll wait. And she said, oh, okay. And she did. (laughs) I had a caregiver who was having a hard time with her mother because mother had a lot of hallucinations. And this is an excerpt from her poem. The girl did it. What girl? Where is she? What are you talking about? I questioned. Well, I didn't do this, you spiteful you, she answers. This girl, I asked again. My frustration and impatience wide open. Well, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. So she goes into these conversations with her mother until she learned to accept her normal world. So here is a change. Then there's a night she woke up screaming. She shouted about the girl and that man in bed with her. Where's the man, I stammer. Next to me, can't you see? And where's the girl? Can't you see against the wall? Well, I say, let the man sleep against the wall and put the girl next to you. Oh, okay, she utters. <laughs> I go. Entering the world. Because in their world, when they ask questions, they are asking it for the first time. In our world, they're asking it for the tenth time. 
let's say I'm your caregiver, and I told you we're going out to dinner in at 6 o'clock. So she comes to you and says, when are we going to dinner? I told you 6 o'clock. The words I told you means something is so wrong with you. In mm-hmm. her world, she is asking it for the first time. Right. Ten minutes later, when are we going to dinner? <sighs> Six o'clock. <laughs> and in her mind, she's saying, why is she getting so angry? Because right. in her world, she's asking it for the first time. And after a while, she may think, I should not talk. Each time I say anything, there's anger here. And so we need to enter the world. It, it makes such a difference, you know. That, that is such wisdom, Francis. You are so wise. And so, it, and sometimes when things got really hard, I told myself a lot of <clears throat> stories, always to benefit my mother and myself. Uh, one day I was on a schedule taking her out, and I'm sorry I have to mention VM, but this is what caregivers do. The VM <laughs> all on her shoes. So I had to take her back again. But in that moment, I was on a schedule, and I had to take her out. Instead of being upset, I told myself a story. I said, maybe our spiritual being out there doesn't want us on the freeway. This is mm-hmm. his way of stopping us. And so we <laughs> go back, and we slowly start the morning again. So our words mean so much to us. Oh, Take yeah. the word child. When my mother was diagnosed, the doctor said, She's at the third grade level, she will be reduced to infancy. No, they are still adults. Have you heard people mm. speaking to them like children? Do you want to have this? That's very demeaning. So the language, the vocabulary we use makes such a difference. Uh, even mm. one word can make such a difference. When we say uh, she's so defensive or a woman will say she knows how to push my button, Mm-hmm. No, I think they're trying so hard to retain their dignity, and they're trying so hard to return the self they know that is disappearing. <clears throat> but we interpret it into our way of looking at things, and then there is conflict. You know. So, and and I would like to say this: in all of this that's happening, we have to think of our next generation, our children. So what kind of messages are our children getting by observing us? Are they saying, I wish Grandma didn't live with us. When she's Mm. here, my parents always fight. My mother is Mm. always angry. Or are they saying, so this is how we take care of our old people. Mm. This is how we do it with such patience. So what kind of messages are we giving to the next generation? So caregivers, you have you have so much to give us, not only today, but for our next generation. It's amazing the legacy that you are living. Mm. Truly. You know, I almost feel like we're being scolded, but you do it so lovingly. It <laughs> feels good to get slapped in your face. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, listen, that's, we have to take another break, <laughs> these darn breaks, and we will be right back. So don't go away for our last segment. Guilt. 
fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. And we're back with Frances Kakugawa, just having a great time. She is amazing, and I'm having, I just want to keep her on the show, but I, I can't because time is the enemy. And we've, we've got about six minutes left. So, Frances, what can you tell us in that amount of time to get the most out of a takeaway? I, you, you've already given us so many takeaways, and I'm, you, you know, I wrote a book, Dave's Hammock Wisdom, and I'm glad I only wrote 83% of it so far because I think the rest <laughs> of it is supposed to be a lot of what I just learned here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go into um, fantasy world for all the caregivers out there. Yeah. I have a magic wand in my hand, and if I could spin some magic, I would grant you three wishes. And these are for caregivers, people in the health uh, profession, in a medical group, this is my first wish for you. When you get up in the morning, I wish for you to feel joy because you are about to begin caring for someone whose life is totally in your hands. I wish that you not see the day ahead as a job, but hmm. rather as a way to live your own humanity because this is who you are. My second wish is throughout your day, as you work endlessly for the sake of another person, 
I want you to feel so good inside that you want to weep because of the extraordinary difference you are making in people's lives who affect our whole society and the rest of the world. I want the stories that you share in the cafeteria or in the lounge, not stories of drudgery, but rather of the little joys that come between you and the ones for whom you are caring. Stories from that relationship. And my final wish is this. When you go to bed each night, besides feeling physically exhausted, I wish for you to feel exhilaration and good about yourself because you made such a loving difference in someone's life. Each day, you are leaving a legacy to our next generation of knowing what it means to be a good human being. There are many rules and regulations in the workforces and in our society, but there are no rules anywhere that say, do not be kind, do not be honest, do not be a good human being. And as a final point, I'd like to read this to you saying, omoe yare. Omoe yare in Japanese means thinking of others or reaching out. There will be no Nobel Prize for what we do, no trip to Sweden, no medals, gold, silver, or bronze. But here we stand, caregivers, past and present, preserving for all generations this lesson learned in what it means to be human. Once we abandon this heritage, all the years spent, day after day, year after year, in the shadow of the thief, all would have been for naught, bruised, frayed, tattered, like a flag after battle. We stand with human kindness and compassion, a legacy for ages hence. Thank you. My goodness. Thank you. What a way to end the show. I am so touched, so moved. Uh, I can't remember the last time we had a guest that was just so moving and uh, made me feel this way with the gooseies. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am so grateful that God birthed you <laughs> and that you're in this world. I think you're a gift from heaven, Francis, because you you're certainly showing the love of God and and let us know how we can buy your books, how we can get a hold of you. Um I want to read more of your poetry. So what I know you have a lot of books. Which one do you recommend to start with? Uh, most of the caregiving books I uh, read mm. is called I am somebody. Mhm. Bringing Dignity and Compassion to Alzheimer's Caregiving. And uh, it's on Amazon. You can get in touch with me or with the publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to read you a poem from the children's book. I have a series of four books about Wordsworth, a little mouse poet. And mm-hmm. he resol- uh, resolves problems through his poetry. And... In this book, it's called Wordsworth Dances the World, and his grandma is kept in her room, and the whole family is told to be silent, to be quiet. Uh-huh. And so Wordsworth writes this poem. This is from the book. When grandma hugged me and said, how's my Wordsworth? When grandma sent me presents on special days of the year. When grandma gave me candy right before dinner time. 
when Grandma told me stories way past my bedtime. She was Grandma to me because she was Grandma, not because she had a memory or because she knew my name. Now that she's losing her memory, she's still my Grandma, isn't she? Wow. So through his poetry, he teaches his parents about, mm-hmm. oh, you know, they are still our grandma. Uh-huh. And uh, and we don't, and many times we say, well, I can't write poetry, but uh, you all can. There's a poet in all of us just crying to come out. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah. And when is your next class, or, or are you going to do it uh, so that you can reach more people maybe online someday instead of just physically oh. being there? We need to reach more people with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii in May, and I have a session to do in Hilo. And, uh, and then I have, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, and I'll be having... A session here in Sacramento in June for the Alzheimer's Association. Mm. And that's about, that's about my schedule for now. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out how technology can get you further around the globe. <laughs> You're a national treasure, Francis. Well, thank thank you. you so much for coming on the show. And uh, Adrian, thank you for hosting uh, every single time. You're welcome. Your contact information is thecaregiverspace.org. Adrian you have at thecaregiverspace.org. Thank you. Yeah. And you have Facebook pages with the same name, The Caregiver Space. Yeah. you have community groups. Oh, yes. So, yes. <laughs> and again, I'm caregiverdave.com, and remember those free gifts. And, Francis, do you have an email or Facebook page? Yes, yes. Uh, let me give you my Facebook. Um, let's see. I am not very organized here. Please, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you uh, Google well, my nobody, name? And nobody my is perfect. My blog will come out, and uh, okay. I do post quite a few things on my blog on caregiving. Okay. And, uh, so just Google your name, Francis. That's F-R-A-N-C-E-S. It's uh, almost like France with a yeah, S uh, on the end. And then K A K U G A W A Kakugawa. So I know you're from Hawaii, Dave, but you pronounced my name right. I did. <laughs> you said I pronounced it correctly. Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. Well, you pronounce it the same way it looks. So that, you know. It's not- Nothing right. hard about that. <laughs> My name, on the other hand, is more difficult. Thank yes. you again, everybody, for coming on the show, and we will see you next time. And God bless you. Bye-bye. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. 
For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. The Bright Side of Talk, HealthyLife.net. 